Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, and I have a press release, Family Rights Rally, the Children's Movement, that will take place Saturday, May 21st. 2022 at the Washington Monument, Washington, D.C., Northeast Quadrant. This will take place from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. And the sponsor is Family Forward Project. The objective is to unify and provide information and networking opportunities for families dealing with child protection services and child welfare, and to unify all platforms across the nation to make one major statement and demand, which is reform. So please join us all in Washington, D.C. I welcome back to the show. I have a return guest, Davey Walker from Dobby England, and um, he's got some updates for us. I'm so glad to have friends back on that have updates and things they want to tell me. So how's it going? How are you doing? You're right. Okay, so far. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that a rally thing. I, I, I took. I heard a bit of that. What is? What's actually going on there? What? Yeah, they um, the Family Forward Project, which is you can find that on Facebook. But they have a rally, you know, they want people to show up because Child Protective Services has been out of control and people are speaking out and they're drawing attention to this injustice through this child welfare because it's really now time for a change. So wow. it's, it's an informative rally not just for past injustices, but to lay out clear, concise plan to move forward for reform. So education sounds is everything. Like, yeah, sounds like a, sounds like a good thing. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, so obviously it's not getting better over there, is it's over here then? So, no. No. Yeah, it's, because... Uh, you, you do see, I still see it all the time on, on Twitter and stuff like that. I still see it. It's just, it's, it's absolutely mad. So how people are still allowed to, yeah, well... People are still allowed to treat kids like weapons, or people are still allowed to treat kids pretty poorly. Mm -hmm. It's still going on. Very good. Over there in England, you guys have calf casts. Yes. Yes. And they're just as bad as our CPS. They're not very good. They're not very good. Um, it's like, it's almost like they're too afraid to make a decision. Yeah. Um, they, they're just not, they're supposed to be there to give guidance, they're supposed to be there as some sort of governing body of children and they're just not very good at it um it's almost like it's almost like you know if you give someone a role to do they're almost afraid to do the role and um it's like if you're in a job um you're supposed to be giving, making decisions and stuff like that but it's almost like they're afraid to make decisions because they're afraid of the repercussions that come from it and the backlash from other parents and mothers and how they're going to be perceived in the media so i don't understand the Again, like you say, over in America, they've got something similar, and I just don't understand the purpose if they're not prepared to actually do what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, I, I agree. Uh, you've got it bad over there in your country. It's, it's a global problem with these, these organizations. Yeah, yeah. They're not. They're, um, the biggest problem, like I see, we go, we go on about, um, what is it? Um, obviously, child, we call it child maintenance, as we discussed before, and you've got child whatever obviously uh, the the, uh, the non-residential parents i call it pays towards the, the child's upkeep i don't know what you call it over there i can't remember 
Oh, child support. That's well, more or less the same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we call it child maintenance, weirdly enough. Um, but yeah, I still, I, I think the way that's ran is absolutely disgusting. Some mm-hmm. some dads don't even get to see the kids yet; they're, they're expected to. Well, actually, kind of scratch that. Some I'm not going to put it as a, a male problem anymore. It's it's a global problem for the absent parent um, mm-hmm. because I'm coming across different aspects all the time. When when I first was suffering with this years ago, um, luckily I managed to come out the other side relatively. I'm not going to say unscathed because I've never been. It's it, the, the damage is still there, um, but it's more of a it's not just it's not just a man thing it's a woman thing because like i said when i went to the contact centers what they we call over here um the that's yeah i say i saw a lot of women going to see their kids so again parental alienation can actually be caused by male and women male and people so it's it's just yeah historically people think oh it's it's the men gets treated like rubbish and and possibly that is the case and if you if way out it is more men but it, it's it's starting to happen on both sides now so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think um, that's the, the growing trend yeah in, in the past maybe 10 years is now they're going after women uh, you know like uh, one of my guests said you know the pendulum is swinging back and mm-hmm. they're not so much going after dads i mean they're still going after dads but they're also going oh, yeah, after yeah. you know mothers and uh, or actually you know a, even a target parent or whoever has the most money is going to win how about that you know what it's interesting you say that because my brother my brother's going through um he's he's quite well off my brother is he's in a very good job and he's in he's he's makes money that i wish i oh <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah he well when you consider the I think Amazon make about fifty percent of their money out of him. <laughs> he's um he's he's he was married and um obviously I'm not gonna mention the names, but he was married and the his partner had four children from three different dads, I think it was. Um and he's now he's getting divorced. But what's so crazy is that person, his wife, is chasing, chasing spouse support for her children that weren't even his oh listen at at the end of the day look if he if he had a great relationship then fine i understand that because at the end he was their dad but he took on that role but that relationship ended and i find it crazy how they're chasing even non even even like the step parents now Mm -hmm. it's absolutely madness and that's then, not even fair that's not even right it's not it's not and 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 he's almost like it's almost like she knows he's on this kind of money and she's now chasing him for that because it's it's kind of like you're you're my meal ticket and i'm going to continue to be my meal ticket until my children are growing up and <laughs> it, it's like when he was living with her he you'll forgive me for saying this but when he was living with her, she he, like she would get child support, as you guys call it, um, <clears throat> from the from the fathers of the children. But then she was then putting that in the savings account, and my brother was then having to pay for them. And <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I'm, I'm literally just covering from recovering from coronavirus. 
Oh, hey, me and, too. I've only lasted four times. It's crazy. Oh, no. Um, I know. I was, the, the, sorry to go off the topic. My, um, I went to the hospital. I went to doctors on Friday because I've been, I think I was suffering from long COVID. And mm. um, I'm having chest x-rays and blood tests and stuff like that. And then the irony is I've actually went to my, I went to my, um, my partner's house in Sheffield uh, with my daughter and her kid. And then in the morning, I was coughing really bad. And like Rachel, my girlfriend, was like, you need to take like a test. You need to. Because I, I think there's, there's more going on. I took a test and it was COVID. I was absolutely devastated because I had to take my daughter home just to, because she's got asthma, actually sort oh, yeah. of just to try and limit the, limit the chance of her getting it. So, and obviously her mum's just had major surgery and, and then there's her grandma who she's on 24-hour oxygen. So I was like, I, I, I sent her home. <laughs> so, yeah, so sorry if I'm coughing. I do apologise. That's okay. Um, and yeah, so, um, yeah, and I, I just find it crazy how he's having to do that. And like you say, these organisations now, they're just going after everybody. Like right. you say, everybody. It's a big you, extortion scheme. It, it is. With, with what happened with you, was you, pardon me if I'm asking questions, was you chased for anything or? Oh, yes. Um, after I um, lost my job as a registered nurse, I was a nurse yeah. for like 23, close to 23 years. And suddenly I, the court's saying I'm crazy. So that way he could legally kidnap the kids. But as soon as he got the judge's order in his hot little hands, he runs down to the domestic relations unit and files child support on me when I cannot work. Because you're like, when you're indicated with, you know, um, emotional child abuse, you're lumped in with the physical child abusers, sexual child abusers. You can't hold a job that deals with kids. So the hospital had to put me on a suspension and yet he wanted child support close That's to a thousand dollars a month. How much? I was close to a thousand. Wow. Yeah, he wasn't getting that. Sorry. <laughs> That's about. I'm trying to think how much that is over here. That's about six hundred and fifty pounds over here. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's a lot. I yeah. I don't see with my arrangement. My my daughter's mom. Um, I remember when we first used it. And I was paying, and I, and I happily put my hand up. I was paying, mate. I was paying child support, like you got, um, like you say. And all of a sudden, uh, when all this kicked off with court and stuff like that, um, I had an opportunity to see um, my daughter. But scarily enough, I was having to pay for like a contact centre, and um, forty-five pounds an hour. I think that's about seventy dollars an hour yes. over there. Yeah. Um. So, and and I thought in my head from a from a from a level-headed person sometimes <laughs> um, I thought to myself well my priority is to see my kid so mm-hmm. I'm going to stop paying that because my priority is to pay that money to see my child regardless mm-hmm. straight away as soon as I stopped doing it she went to what's known as child support agency over here and they then contacted me and was like and literally the bloke turned around and says look at the end of the day I don't care what you've got to pay out, top of the line, we're taking it from your money. So mm-hmm. they won't take it from your net rate before taxes and stuff like that. We have NHS over here as well, so we have to pay NHS. Um, I'm not sure what you guys have, but we have the NHS, and we have to pay that, and uh, we have to pay tax. And then, so they take it 
before that gets taken out, which is quite distorted because that's not the money you're left with. Right. So it's such a flawed situation. It's such a flawed system. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, I don't know if you've ever seen Goodfellas where it says, F you pay me, F you pay me. That's what it felt like. Uh huh. That's what it felt like. And that's what this, it literally felt like. There's a, there's a, there's a TV show over here called Can't Pay, take, We'll Take It Away. That's what it felt like. It's mm-hmm. like, we're taking it. Don't care. Don't care. Oh, yeah. God, it was taking it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And that's, see, luckily for me now, um, my daughter's old now, so she can make decisions and she's a little bit more independent and she's mm-hmm. a little bit more like, this is what I want to do. Um, so mm-hmm. my mum's backed off a bit, but it's still, it's the, so I pay her and I just told her, look, at the end of the day, we'll pay this and if you want any more, I'll pay it. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pay extortion amount and then leave myself with nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pay myself extortion amount, and leave myself with nothing. Um, so yeah, and I, so I just thought I would. Um, so that's what we do now. But mm-hmm. yeah, but Alana's Alana's growing up very well. She's um, she's I think I told you she's aut- autistic or something mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. I still don't know. We still don't know what it is. Um, because you get these tests over here. And um, and you have to pay privately to get a diagnosed. Now she's on the spectrum, but we don't understand sort of to what level she's on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, don't understand what to what level she's on the spectrum. So it's a case of having to pay for a test, but that's like four thousand quid. So oh. and and it, and it's for something that she probably does need. So, mm-hmm. but I'm just. If you, if you spoke to her and got on, got on, a, on a daily level, you probably wouldn't even know that she had anything. Uh, there was anything wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her. I'm, I'm going to sort of take that. There's nothing wrong with her. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, she, she struggles with emotions and stuff like that. So that's where, that's where sometimes she has behavioural issues. Um, she does have behavioural issues. Um, but I suppose that's like with any teenager, especially at nearly 14, when hormones are kicking in and mm-hmm. things like that. So it just makes it about 50 times more. <laughs> I know. So, um, but obviously you had children growing up, didn't you? So, Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, boys are easier to raise. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. Like, I've heard that. Like um, I said to my, um, my girlfriend, Rachel, she was she's absolutely brilliant mom. Absolutely fantastic mom. Um, does everything right away. She doesn't, she doesn't want to, yeah, she doesn't want like she wants to do everything the right way but sometimes because she wants to do everything the right way she 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 makes things difficult for herself sometimes because she wants to work she wants to pay her way she wants to do all this like 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 the government want you to do but then they don't give you any help when you really need it mm-hmm. um but she's 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 got a boy and he's an absolutely beautiful kid and he's really he's really well mannered and well this and that the other and i said you're lucky it's good boys boys tend to chill out a bit more and girls just tend to go nah <laughs> yeah 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 she's so, lucky she has a boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah um and alana has these little like it happens <laughs> i laugh about it and i try to laugh about it because i try to sort of you know i don't want to i have to discipline her but i don't want to sort of discipline her to the point where she thinks she can't come to me <clears throat> right and um, 
we had a situation in the week where she, I asked her to do something, we had such a good day, I asked her to do something, and it's almost like something in her head just switched, and it was just like, that was it. She was like, this is where, it's like part of the condition, she hates being told what to do. Mm-hmm. So she kind of just goes, yeah, it, she kind of just flips on you, like the exorcist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <She's just> like, <laughs> and I was like, what? Where did that come from? So, yeah, but she's great. She's um, mm-hmm. but in general, she's great. She's a lovely kid, and um, yeah, she's she's doing really well. She's um, she wants to do um, um, animation and film and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I did that at university. I did like a bachelor of science degree, and um, and when she heard that I did that, she wanted to look at some of my stuff as I was younger and things like that. So she's um, she's she's. I'm glad that she. I wish she'd get into more sport. <laughs> just, just one of them teenagers who just wants to sit on their iPad or on the computer. Oh yeah, and, uh, I think I we've think, discussed this before, haven't we? I think um, that's a girl thing, though. You know, I mean, they get to that certain age where they're not interested in sports; they just want to talk to their friends and. Yeah, she is. She is. She wants to just go. No, Dad, I just want to chill. I'm like, come on, Lana, let's go for a long walk. And she, as soon as she hears long, it's just like. Nope. <laughs> oh, oh no. <laughs> I tried to um take a, to a couple of kickboxing lessons with me a while ago, and uh, mm-hmm. she loved it. But it, it was just very exhausting for her. So, because mm-hmm. over the years she's gained a bit of weight, and I don't know if that's to do with a lot. I think that's to do with possibly a bad lifestyle at home or whatever. And because a mum, a mum doesn't really, a mum's not one of these people who likes to encourage to do that stuff. So, mm-hmm. but. I don't know, I just try my best with her while she's here. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I try to take her walks. And the only time I, I managed to get her to do anything, I remember, I think I spoke to you about football before, um, I've managed to sort of convert her into a, a Derby County fan. And um, and she, we, I don't, I don't know if you know anything about what's going on with our club, but our club's now sort of almost went into liquidation. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a 138 year old club has almost gone into liquidation. And I took her to, and we were having a, there was a bit of a march because you wouldn't imagine an institute like that going out of business. And um, and me and Alana were standing right in the march, walking in the march all the way through the city. The whole, all the roads are closed and everything. It was like, God, how many thousands into the stadium? And she actually told me, she goes, that's when I fell in love with the club. She goes, I loved it. She goes, mm-hmm. um, she goes, even all this is happening, she, she understood the fact that what people were doing it for, and it was, so I kind of, I've got into sport by watching, <laughs> doing. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, maybe one day she'll she'll probably perk up a bit and do something else. But uh, what I think I, you said that one of your kids was into something. I can't remember what you said now. Well, um, I know they're into like uh, bicycling, like um, trail, trail riding bikes. Um, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, but they're like mountain bikes. They're not like a motorized. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, some of these videos my son sends me, it's like, oh, that doesn't look safe. <laughs> it's, it's what they like. Was he into those? Um, is he into those um, them extreme sort of mountain rides? But I see videos in the light, literally tanking it down these mountains. Mm. And, and I'm literally gritting my teeth and cringing thinking that looks so unsafe right 
And yeah, but just put some bad, me- bad things in my <laughs> I know. Well, the thing is, at least he's wearing a helmet. But, um, you know, the one time he did fall off his bike and his, he said his neck hurt really bad. So I said, well, wow. go and take a shower and let the hot water go on it, you know, and see what happens. He came out and he said his neck hurts really bad. So I said, well, we're going to the emergency room right now. And uh, luckily nothing had gone on, um, but they put a collar on him <laughs> and put him through an MRI and um, he was okay. But it's like he could have broke his neck. I don't know what he was doing out there. That is, see, I'm, I don't like riding. I'm not a bike type person. I'm no, just, me neither. Yeah. I'd rather either run or walk. I'm not, yeah, it's not for me. And you see these like, these i don't know what to call them and um, you see these guys jumping on walls and jumping somersaulting off walls and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and you're thinking what are you doing <laughs> what are you actually getting out of that right <laughs> apart from apart from multiple fractures what are you getting from that oh yeah i, I don't yeah i, I, I my, my daughter watches it and she called it something that I, I don't know what it's called there's a specific name for them and that they like jump over like like jump over barriers and objects and apparatus and i don't know i have no idea why they do it but i suppose anything to keep you sane in this day and age i suppose yeah Um, everyone's got a passion my i've got multiple passions but yeah because obviously going i was i'll tell you what does is coming up a lot at the minute because over here it's like mental health week Mm -hmm. um that's coming up an awful lot. You're hearing about that an awful lot at the minute. And I think I remember talking to you like about the first lockdown and during the first lockdown, mine was absolute, mine just took a battering mm. um, because it was just, it was just mind numbing. It was so isolating. And I can't remember, I imagine how many people actually suffered as a result of that. Um, I don't know. How, how, did, I remember, how did you find it? Oh, it was just very, you know, it was a downer, you know, you it, know. It was, it, I think, I don't know if it's a coincidence, I think it's mental health been around for years, but it's, it's one of those things where it, it became more apparent during lockdown because you, because normally you were, you would go through life and you would do the activities and you would normally be able to, what's the word, you would, you'd be able to just, it's like for me, for me during my normal working day i would i can escape from all that by when i go kickboxing i can mm-hmm. escape from all that and i can forget about it and when people people normally say this cliche you you can leave you, you, your life behind and just forget about it for an hour or two and it is true and it is true um when you've got a passion like that but during lockdown when you couldn't go anything like that you were just you were just barely exposed to your thoughts and and I think I still don't think some people have actually fully recovered from that process. I don't think they have. Um, oh yeah, I mean it was just such a shock, and you know, all of a sudden you can't go to the stores or you know, um, the masks. It was just all you know shocking, and um, yeah. I don't think you know. It seems like, at least over here, it seems people are more unfriendlier. I don't know what it's like over there. It's. No, I think people over here are more relieved, and I think more people are going out more because I'm mm-hmm. thinking 
because I think some people are generally worried it's going to happen again, but I don't think the country could deal with it. I don't think the world could deal with it happening again. Um, right. Um, and it's, and we're still, we're still going through it. Like I know, like I know my mental health took a, a battering years ago with everything that was happening with my daughter, because that was, that that made me paranoid about a lot of things and it sort of made me really worried and and i think the reason why mine that affected me is because what my daughter had to i don't know if you guys had to do anything but my daughter had to do something called shielding for three months so she mm. had asthma so i didn't see her for three months so they basically brought back all that again it just I had to still work. I had to, I work because we're starting a brand new project. I'm still on. <laughs> we're, oh. starting, we're starting a new project and I was having to work and it just became such a drag every day to work from home. And then you didn't get a change, change of scenery because work from home and then you're finished and then you'd be like, right, now what? Um, and then obviously not having my daughter there, being able to see my daughter to break that time up, it was it was very hard to sort of deal with that. And I think some people, some people's families broken up over covid and stuff like that so and yeah yeah it, i think that's why the pushing mental health for people because i think it became a lot more exposed during the during the lockdown period and people <laughs> suffering from all sorts of the minute like mental health like unfortunately with some mental health like it's caused by the job um it's caused by the job like or like what happened with me because my my daughter and stuff like that and unfortunately sometimes people i think that some people are getting it wrong because you shouldn't be taken out of the situation that's causing mental health you should be supported to get through it and actually get better uh-huh. r- rather than actually just taken away from it because i don't think it works like that you need to build your build your resilience again and instead of actually just taking out the situation i think you should be just right okay some support to help you through it like but unfortunately with some situations you've got to continue to do it like with mm-hmm. a job if you're not, you're not you're not in if you're in a job that you don't like you've got to keep going because it affords you the lifestyle outside of work and it's um it's kind of a vicious circle and sometimes the thing that's causing the most stress is the thing that you have to keep on doing and um you see for me at my at my work um i've got some colleagues who keep me going um sometimes i have bad days and long days and whatever and i've got colleagues i got my i got my program manager called gail she's absolutely fantastic she's one of the people that does keep me going she's 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 like she's a friend as well if you get what i mean so mm-hmm. and then i've got my other manager called shane who keep me going and then another guy called tony and it's um these people keep keep me going and without these people it, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah, it's human it's, contact. People need contact. Yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm that sort of person who needs contact. Definitely. Hey, your your audio is coming there? in bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I can hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> I think I lost you for a second. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I lost you for a second. Uh, it got rocky there. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, I think I was talking about obviously when you're at work, you need the human contact. Like I mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, Boss Gale and Tony and whatever. All these people who just make your, your work life a, a little bit easier. Um, and I just, and sometimes you need that human contact because it, otherwise you, you are going to break and you are going to find it difficult. And these people do make your life a bit easier. Mm-hmm. For me, seeing my daughter, seeing my daughter, like I look forward to seeing my daughter. Mm-hmm. I look forward to that. I miss that all the time. Absolutely miss it. Even to this day, I, I get her weekends and some holidays and stuff like that. But I miss that contact. I miss that. Mm-hmm. I miss that sort of see because I used when 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 she was younger, I used to see her every day, and when she was a baby, I used to see her every day. But now these days, I just don't do that. And I see mm-hmm. her at weekends and holidays and stuff like that. So I miss that contact. Luckily now, she's older, and. She she can message me. Funny enough, her message just pops up. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> she just she just sent me a WhatsApp. So she's at that age where where she can contact me and message me and video call me whenever she feels like it. That's so good. It is, and <clears throat> sometimes it is good, like with kids. When see, social media does have its bad sides. But mm-hmm. then it has its good signs like that because without social media, without the internet, 2020 would have been horrific. Uh, it would have been yes. it would have been 20 times worse. So oh, there's no way I could have. We say that internet's bad. We say that social media is bad. We say all this stuff is bad. But without the internet, 2020 would have been horrific, absolutely horrific. Oh, I agree. I'm glad that's it's, over with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, well, it, it sort of is. See, I'm supposed to be. Um, I'll probably ask you actually. I'm I'm actually going to New York in October. Um, mm. It's it's like I'm finally getting one of my bucket lists. It's the, the place I've always wanted to go. Um, it's the place I've always wanted to go. It's the place I've always all my life dreamed about going, and and I booked it for the end of October, which it sort of coincides. It's your Halloween season over there, isn't it? So yeah, um, <laughs> and that's always. Well, I've always wanted to witness it because I keep on getting told by people who've been like Halloween's like America's Christmas. I keep hearing that. I said they mm-hmm. love it. They absolutely love it. So my, my plan is I'm, I'm sort of getting a plane. I'm getting a connection flight to Dublin because it gets all the pre, is it pre-clearance or it's called, pre-clearance out of the way. And then I get, I, I arrive in New York and and my, my my first thing, my daughter saw my daughter saw the um, there's a restaurant called Beetle House, um, uh-huh. which is all the Tim Tim Burton's films. It's based on that sort of his films, and we're hopefully going to go there the first night. So, oh, that would be great. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm a, I'm going to visit my mate in my mate Ian in New Jersey um, um, on one of the days as well. So, looking forward to that. Um, Oh, but now you worried me a bit because of the fact you said that everyone in America now are less friendly. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be looking at me going, he's this English guy. <laughs> oh, they, you know, everyone's just so fascinated when, you know, someone British comes over here. The same as like when I was over there, they were fascinated with my accent. <laughs> That's true, you know. That's true, you know, because whenever I hear people, whenever I hear people, from America, and the first thing I'm like is, where are you from? <laughs> right. What part of America are you from? And then, and, and I do ask a lot, is there different accents over there like there is over here? 
And oh yeah, yeah. Like New York, uh, New York City, they have a different accent. Boston. That one I do know. Yeah. That one I do know. <laughs> You've only got to listen to Joe Pesci from like right. Goodfellas to know that that's the accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, that you know, even in Boston, you know, they've got, you know, uh, you park your car, you know, <laughs> go park your car. <laughs> that's um, that's um, who's that guy? He's in um, his name um, he's, he, he's in Ted he's in a couple of other films oh god Mark Wahlberg oh, he's got yes. that really strong accent he's got that really strong accent and then um, they make fun of um, they make fun of the accents in some of his films and, he, and he, he's openly yeah I think he's from Boston mm-hmm. so they openly make fun of the accents over there um, but yeah I'm I'm sort of excited but I'm sort of terrified at the same time when I go over there because it's just me and my daughter and she's literally got me to defend her with. So it's just like, oh man. So. I, I think it'll go smoothly. I think it's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, she's got me to protect her. And I'm like, right, I hope I don't right. mess this up. <laughs> uh, no, so you won't. You'll excited. be fine. So yeah. <laughs> I've lost you again. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I've lost you again. Let me see if I can warn down to my internet. Yeah, there we go. I got you again. Oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think that trip is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to go smoothly. You yeah, know. I um, I keep on saying that I want to go and visit my turn. I want to go and see a sports event. And uh, and I keep, I keep asking my friend Ian, like saying, "Oh, what sports events can you go to?" And he says, "Oh," and I asked him, "Oh, is it around October?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So he was he's trying to find sports events. My daughter says, "Oh, I want to go to basketball." Mm-hmm. I said, "I don't know how much." I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I I don't. The sports are very different over in America to what we have over here. Mm-hmm. Um, they it's it's so over here it's it's all. It almost feels our sports almost feel old fashioned um, compared to the sports in America. Like like every like you got hockey and American football and stuff. And there's always all that razzmatazz going on. And the well, it just it's where it's a, a bit different over here. It's a bit more a bit more old fashioned, a bit more low key. But we still love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, but she 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 wants to go in. She's fascinated with. Ghostbusters, so she wants to see the firehouse in New York. So she's fascinated with that. <laughs> absolutely fascinated. She she I showed her the film once and she was absolutely fascinated and she's watched it several times since. And then we went to the we went and seen the new one last year. And she's absolutely she loved it to the point where she almost started crying at the end. Oh. Um so yeah, she's a, she's an emotional one. Um but mm. yeah. She she keeps on put but we need to see this we need to see this I'm like wow okay yeah this is going to be a very busy time <laughs> oh yeah and Central Park that that will be pretty in the fall oh yes well that's why I'm that's why I picked it because I I remember seeing um, one one of the because I love autumn um mm-hmm. like from a time of year point of view I always see it as it's not too it's not too hot it's not too cold. And and that's why I picked it because I thought it, it it'll look amazing over there when it's that that time of year. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I'm 
fingers crossed it all goes well. So, and because we're there for six nights, I think, or seven nights, I can't remember now. And um, and I just hope my bank account can manage it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, there's always like charge cards. Told all these things. Said again, sorry. There's always charge cards. <laughs> That's it. I, like, because people are telling me all these important things and how I need to do it and what I need to do over there. And I'm like, this is so different to England. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, I've got to... When you go in restaurants, you've got to pay a tip or something like that. And I'm like, I don't get that. But mm-hmm. I suppose I need to. I need to get it. Um, and I'm a mate. And then you pay for your holiday. And my friend was my, someone at, my friend was telling me that you, you still then got to pay like a higher fee every day for your hotel. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. Okay, this is very different to England. Very different. Mm-hmm. It's see you're in where, where you're in are you in pittsburgh is it or yep yep i'm right yeah, by the pittsburgh go. airport yep <laughs> yeah yeah um I, I, is it is it different in pittsburgh in terms of like the people in terms of like sheer enormity to new york i don't know yeah i mean i think they're very nice here i mean i really think a lot of pittsburgh people are very nice i haven't run into anyone nasty and i've been down here maybe five four or five years um, you know, and I visited New York City and people were very nice there too. So, I mean, it was just very nice. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I see the, um, I think over in England, we get very, I think over in England, we get absolutely very intimidated by the sheer size of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was looking and I was sort of, sort of explaining to my daughter, like, to go here and go there mm-hmm. it's enormous it's like you think it doesn't look very far but mm-hmm. from like one end of manhattan to another you're talking like seven or eight miles i'm like wow mm-hmm. that's, that's enormous and um, whereas to me you can go seven or eight or nine miles and you're on one end of the city my city because <laughs> my yeah. city is tiny compared to new york i think dard would fit inside inside new york itself well um, i Get her comfortable shoes because you'll be doing a lot of walking and yeah, I said that she yeah, I said that you would need to um you'd be doing a lot of walking um because I, I, I you'd be going I said you'd be going everywhere and I'm not I'm not jumping in an Uber or a taxi every two minutes because my friend said it would become expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's see <sighs> that. I'm right in saying like there's different cultures in almost every state in America. It's like there's it's almost different everywhere you go. Right. I, but I, you I, know, I, yeah, it, the thing that's bad is with the gasoline prices going up. That's putting a damper oh, on Oh, that's everything. happened over here as well. Yeah. That's happened over here. I I see it and I'm thinking like I remember literally two years ago, um petrol prices were no more than what a pound a pound a litre which is i think it's about one dollar thirty over there one dollar forty and now you're talking it's almost double now and and people people are really struggling with it it's like it's a new it's like almost like a new fuel poverty mm-hmm. um it's we've got it over here we've got like gas electric of almost doubled in price people people are really struggling with the cost of it and it's, it's the same with the um, petrol and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and they people really struggle i know i know people who have literally 
walking to work or whatever because it's just cheaper to do so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and because they physically can't afford it and oh. I'm hearing that people's like even food bills are going all it's just I, I don't know where this has come from I don't know also where this has come from but it's I I don't you hear all kinds of reasons but I, I haven't got a clue I don't, I don't think I've, I've got my ear to the my ear to the drummer to be honest <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, this is bad. What What do you think is causing it? You know, um, this whole economy, maybe I'm thinking, you know, COVID was the launch pad. And Massive. now we've got this war with Russia and, you know, the Ukraine. I think all of that's playing into it. Yeah. Oh, that's my guess. COVID definitely was a start, like you say, because like people, people don't realize, um, you're talking about like a lot of people seem to think that they went on um, furlough and they thought it was great and they were getting like 80% of the salary or whatever it was they were getting and the company was paying them for 20% and they thought it was great. They thought, oh great, I'm having four, three or four months off. Great, brilliant, brilliant. But now everyone's paying for it now. Because it, the our NHS has gone up, um, and oh. national insurance has gone up. Um, I'm not sure if you know what that is. It's mm-hmm. um, it's almost the best way to explain. It, it's like a form of tax, but it goes to the NHS. It's how mm-hmm. we fund many things in that. So, um, I think that's my understanding. It. There might be people out there going, "No, that's wrong." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that's my understanding of it. Um, that's gone up. A fair bit. It's noticeable in your pay now. Um, it was always going to happen. It was always all that millions and billions that were spent to keep people safe and at home and for, like without losing their homes. It was always going to happen, mm-hmm. always. And um, now we're paying the repercussions of it. This is why we can't afford to go into another lockdown or anything like that because it's mm-hmm. unfortunately we're not. We just physically can't. Mm-mm. What is it like? See, in terms of America, because I'm, I keep thinking about this, obviously, with me going over there. What is it like in terms of the restrictions? Because I do know that you still got to take a test before you're allowed in your country. You still got to take a test. I like a flow so. test. Like I flew to Florida a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't have to take a test, you know, to fly to different states. No, I don't think you do. I think it's coming from England, like all from another country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I keep hearing that that's going to change. My travel agents here and said, I can't imagine that's going to last for another much longer because all the countries around yeah. the world are, are stopping. Um, yeah, I, I think by the time you come here in October, I think hopefully that will be gone. I'm hoping so because the worry I've got, um, see with me, I, when, I'm, when I'm at home, or uh, where, I've already said that well, obviously week leading up to it or week and a half leading up to it, I'm not going to go kickbox. I'm not going to go training. I'm going to limit my interaction with people. Um, with work, I can keep my distance from people, et cetera, et cetera. But the worry I, I have is my daughter, because obviously she goes to school. Mm-hmm. And in, in school, it's rife. It's absolutely rife in school. And and luckily, she's in it once. But it's there's still always that risk. And, you, you can, and the scary thing is, you've got to wait. You can only do it 24 hours before. So once if you test positive, once that's your holiday over, Mm. So you can't go. So I'm hoping it does. I'm hoping it does get 
like taking off because it's it's a bit of a risk um and i've got a and i've got a bucket so i'm i'm having to wait and wait and wait before i do it because i'm i think i'm going to wait until july and see if and see if it gets and then book my test because i think that's still enough time mm-hmm. so but like like you say you think it's probably good not even going to be there by october anyway so and my travel agent said that yeah so it see i've noticed sort of now over here it's almost like with some people it doesn't it with the exception of a few small places it, it doesn't even feel like it exists anymore like it never existed uh-huh. um people and i think people have now gone more into overdrive with the nights out and um, like family gets together and this that, and the other because they obviously it's almost like they're making up for lost time from the past couple of years mm-hmm. so uh, that's that's what i've seen that's that's what i've seen but um i seem to keep getting it <laughs> yeah yeah i that's that's wild i just i don't know i mean now that you know when we get covid like um you're only in quarantine for like five to seven days and then you can we're not now we don't like with me this week my i I literally asked my boss and i says look i can come in if you want because legally we don't need to we don't need to stay at home anymore um Mm -hmm. but we he just has to work from home which i've done this week so far um so i'm due to go back tomorrow i'll think about it um but it's I I don't like working from home because I feel isolated. I still have the memories of when I was working from home before and it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't like it. I need that people contact, I need that interaction with people. It's um I'm a some of my friends joke, I'm 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 a what well, what's it called? I'm a gossip queer, whatever like my some of my mates joke with me because I'll talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um and that that's me. I'll I'll talk to anybody. Um, I well, you're and people person. That's why I need that. Right, right. I don't. I think that's How, good. It is. Um, it is. It's like I couldn't imagine like having a job where you you work alone all the time. I, I reckon that'd be pretty soul destroying. But again, mm-hmm. some people are different to me. That'd be pretty soul destroying. Mm-hmm. To me, I, I don't yeah. know what is it. So, sort of in times of like when you're a nurse I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 i bet in some respects when you're a nurse now you could have imagine being a nurse during the covid epidemic oh i can't imagine i can't imagine i mean even before that we'd have people coughing in our faces and you know getting spit at you know i mean i just can't imagine what it would be like with this covid i'm glad i wasn't able to work <laughs> during all that yeah during yeah it's you still i've got uh, i had a friend who's a nurse and like that they, they were literally pushed to the absolute limits they didn't mm-hmm. know how they were they didn't know how they were surviving there was there was working ridiculous hours and it was uh, like i said point back to the mental health thing some of them must have been absolutely crushed with what mm-hmm. was going on um i like i i suffered massively just working from home and having but i'm being on in the firing line of it must have been absolutely horrific Mm -hmm. i i couldn't imagine it yeah absolutely could imagine it it's it's i tell you i think the most unfortunate thing for me is when i when when i noticed sort of um 
the the people who like the people who are losing their lives and like getting really poorly and stuff like that it's almost like some people are just forgotten about because the whole the whole situation had to make people um some funerals were like almost non-existent or in private and like you couldn't even visit stuff like that because it was horrible Mm -hmm. yeah it was Um, yeah and i couldn't imagine i couldn't jesus i went to someone's wedding and that was very limited um, and like in the july and Mm. that was very limited so it's um yeah Talk about something more positive now. <laughs> I know, right? I was going to say, oh, that's a shame. You know, you plan a wedding and then it's, you can only have so many people. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's it. I, I'm sort of glad that I didn't, I'm sort of glad I've not been married um, in that time because mm-hmm. I, I, to be honest, I want a quiet one anyway. If I'm ever getting married, I want a quiet one anyway. So mm-hmm. that's um, sort of, I'm not going to mention the, 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 the wedding word. So it, I'm in it. I'm only like two years into a relationship yet. So I've mm-hmm. not moved into my apartment yet. So mm-hmm. I, to me, that's that's still a bit off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's good to go slow. I mean, that's good. It is. It is. And the relationship, mine's almost like a semi. I want to say long distance because I see if I see her quite a man. Even she's only forty-five miles away. So I do go up and I stay with her a fair bit. So and my daughter gets on with her really well. Um, oh, that's good. That that was the thing I was worried about the most because I wanted my daughter to get on with her. I um, my daughter had, had like in my previous relationship, she she built in such a large bond with mm. um my previous partner because she was practically a stepmom for ten years and she knew her for years. And then when that relationship ended, um, I was worried about introducing it to anyone new because obviously she built that bond. But obviously, mm. luckily with Alana being older she understands that and she understands all that and gets it and but she absolutely loves she absolutely loves Rachel absolutely loves her and and she's because of her son she sees him as like a little brother Mm -hmm. and um and she she's got so much time for him and and the way she treats Rachel's son exactly the way i wanted my ex-partner's son to treat alana and that just didn't happen Uh, and um and i think i remember turning around and saying to alana remember how you were treated please you know and i was sort of explaining to her and she's it's fine daddy because i think he's a she she loves him mm -hmm. and um she she treats him like he's a little brother and then she loves spending time she loves going around there she was like like when i had to take her home on saturday she was absolutely devastated because she wanted to spend time more time with us all and um she she was but we still talk on the phone we still message each other a lot and and um see that's brilliant when you think about today because when we when i was going for all that court stuff um i didn't know what was happening i was i was totally i was totally um separated totally removed from the situation and um i didn't know what was going on with Lauren. i didn't know if she was okay i didn't know if she was happy or sad or whatever, mm-hmm. I, I just I was just complete in the dark. And um, and now we've got what's going on. Now she's older. I can message her and I can talk to her and I can we even share jokes and send it to each other these memes that you send each other and we'd laugh at each other and stuff like that. So that's nice to keep that contact. And it's it's sometimes as she grows up, I, I sort of I'm proud of what she's becoming even though she does have some of her behavioural issues because of 
with with her condition. I'm so proud of who she is. She's got a personality. She's she likes to have a joke. She likes to have a laugh. She likes to me and her like both like the same wacky films. Mm-hmm. We both it it's like she she even likes the same music as me. Um, she we'll both sit there and we'll, we're in the car on the way back and we'll both sing sing almost very loud in the car. I'm glad people can't hear us uh, <laughs> because it can't be good. it can't be good listening. <laughs> that's nice that's cute <laughs> it is it can't be good listening and then um, well it's some of the things we'll play and um, she's going to her first gig with me mm-hmm. in december um i'm taking her to her very first gig she's always wanted to go to a gig and we're going to the resort arena in birmingham mm-hmm. and um we're going to see a band called alter bridge from i think from canada i think a really big band and we both love them. We'll both sing away to them in the car. And um, she's so excited. And the thing is, I wanted her to have the best time ever. So I bought like really expensive tickets. So she's mm-hmm. got a great view. And mm-hmm. and she she kind of bailed me out without realizing she bailed me out. And she goes, I assume that's for my birthday then, Dad. I went, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she bailed me out. She was like, I went, yeah, right. And, yeah, it's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got that sorted straight away. Um, but yeah, she's she's. I love what she's growing up to be. Um, like I say, we've all got our problems. We've all got our issues. Mm-hmm. And I just absolutely love what she's growing up to be. She's absolutely brilliant. So, yeah. Oh, I'm glad. She's just, despite everything she's gone through, she's mm-hmm. she's absolutely She's, I like to say, she, what she, she, the phrase that she is, she's, she's killing it in life. She's killing mm-hmm. it. That's the word that Alana uses over here. Um, she's, um, she's, she's happy. She's a happy kid. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy with what she's grown up to be. Despite everything she's gone through her life, I actually love how, what she's grown up to be. Oh, um, that's good. Look, looking forward to seeing her grow and get, finding a place in the world. Mm-hmm. that's wonderful Absolutely. so looking forward to it and when i like when i think she she remembers you know and we we do talk like she does talk to me she was like and she does thank me sometimes she's like dad i'm she actually said it like just a few months ago she goes i'm so glad that you didn't give up she goes because mm-hmm. and she goes I, I, she, you may not have realized it she goes but i was missing you i, I, I was wondering where you were and mm-hmm. I was like, I know. I guess so. She does know. She does know where it's come from, and I don't. I don't. But I don't. I won't discuss that because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I want her to make her own decisions. I want to make. I don't. I don't want to be that person who puts negative thoughts about her own mother in her head, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person. Because I'm told what I'm discussing with you now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the person that we're discussing. If you get what I mean? So right, right. Um. I don't want to be that alienator. I don't want to be the person who puts her off her mum. And I think I said to you before, me and her mum do talk and it's weird. It's still weird to this day. Mm -hmm. And people don't get it. And people don't get why I've had to be civil with her. Mm -hmm. People don't get why I still talk to her, why we chat about Alana and stuff like that. And as much as I don't want to, because in my head and in my heart, I, I look at her and go, you did all this to me. You, mm-hmm. 
you broke a piece of me that's never going to be fixed. Um, and despite what people see me when I smile and I joke and I laugh, and I've got this person, I've, I've got this sense of humor that people think I'm, I'm always joking. Deep down, that obviously that person broke a massive piece of me that will probably never be repaired. Mm-hmm. And but despite all that, for my kid, I do go, I do talk to her, and I do, I will talk to her for Alana. I will interact with her and be this Alana's dad at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. um, so Alana's the person that when I, when I, when, you know, when you see, hear people there, well, I do it for my kid. I literally do. Mm-hmm. I literally do. And um, I work, I work my backside off just so she can have the things that she wants. Don't get me wrong. I do say no occasionally because mm-hmm. you've got to say no. Oh, yeah. You've got to keep, you got to keep them in check, haven't you? You've yeah. got to go, no, no, no. And I, and I did joke with Alana. I did say, she goes, oh, do you, do you pick, do you just say no for sake of sometimes? I do, yeah, Alana. I'm, I'm honest with that. I do, yeah. I do say no sometimes for the sake of it, purely because I need you to know that you can't have everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I need, what, how old are your kids again? How old are your children again? Sorry. Well, they're all, you know, 24, 21, and 19. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. Wow. So pretty I soon. Imagine having, I couldn't imagine having someone, a child that I own. But I'm going I know to. you will. You will before you know it. It's really weird how fast time <coughs> goes. Yeah, it, it is. See, I've got a, I've got a sister who's, I think, 21. Um, I don't really, I'm not really in touch with her, but I, I know of her and I have been, I've seen, I've met her and I've sort of spent some time with her. We don't really, even though we're, we're siblings, half siblings, because she's my dad's daughter, she was born after my dad actually died, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, she, we're just not the same people. See, me and my brother, me and my current brother, me and my brother both share a property. Because um, mm-hmm. when we broke up with our partners at the time, a couple of years ago, two, three, two, two and a half, two, three years ago, we both thought, you know what, let's move in together. We're both, it'll be a lot easier, it'll be cheaper. So, mm-hmm. he, yeah, me and him, we're the same in some ways, but we're also very different in a lot of ways. He's very extrovert. I'm extrovert, but I'm extrovert in different ways. Um, he he likes to share his life on social media. He likes to show people. He likes to put himself out there with like mental health and stuff like that. And he, he's a he's an athletics coach. He's he's he works and whatever. And um, and me and him are very very similar but very different so we can have these conversations stuff and then i do have a younger brother callum who's very different to me and my brother and mm-hmm. um, he's very different he doesn't like the social life he doesn't like to go out he's, he's just got married he's just had a daughter who so doesn't mm-hmm. like it and it's yeah it's yeah it's mm. um, very different so yeah hmm. oh. Oh. oh i'm so glad i I, I, you're, I don't want to keep you all afternoon. Um, no, 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 no. I, I did say, anyone who's met me, I yatter a lot. <laughs> it's great. I think it's great. <laughs> no, this was yatter. fascinating. I could talk forever. And I do joke, and I do joke about it. Anyone who knows me knows if, I, if I'm not talking, there's something wrong with me. Because um, I do talk forever. And I think I get it off my mum. Because my mom talks uh-huh. a lot, um, so 
yeah I, I do I will sit here and talk forever I'll probably keep you up till the hour <laughs> <laughs> that's me <laughs> well do do you have any uh people that have contacted you from our previous podcast at all because um uh, I think I, I think I had a couple of people message me on on um, Twitter, uh, oh, good. and then follow me. And I think I had someone follow me on the back of this, um, and and I was like, yeah, yeah, you're more welcome to message me anytime. They are they're up. These people are always welcome to message me and speak to me. They're more welcome because, like I've said, like you know, even though we spoke about other stuff on this podcast. And the main comments, the main reason with me and you spoke previously is because of everything that's happened with parental alienation and our and and our our similar similar sort of experiences, and mm-hmm. and with me, I, I like to go out there and I tell people it's not always about it, and it does. There is unfortunately there are sometimes, but it's it's not always the case and if you keep positive and even it's very hard to keep positive because I have I have very much told people that like and I've been honest and I says yeah it takes a piece of you yeah these situations break you mentally and it does and it's like I mentioned before some things that are hurting your mental health mm-hmm. it's hard because you've got to keep on doing it and it's the same with um chasing chasing your children and making sure that this, you stay in the life and that's the one thing that I did with my daughter and yes it, it broke me financially it broke me mentally and it did a lot of damage to me but you do get better and you do heal with it not fully but you do and mm-hmm. um, and if you you'll you'll regret it if you didn't try mm-hmm. you'll regret it if you didn't try to keep all the keep all keep that contact because now I'm I'm able to look at my daughter and I'm absolutely uh, I it's a, almost a it's almost a privilege every day to see my every time I see my daughter mm-hmm. and, and and I feel like I earned it because I never gave up with it and um, and like um people are more than welcome to message me either on here or on Twitter and tell and sort of even if they need to talk to me about my experiences I'm more than happy to mm-hmm. uh, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, because I think if it, if it helps people just a little bit, just right. to get them through what they're going through, then I suppose it's a good thing. It is. So it really is. It's it's not all doom and gloom. Yeah, it's hard when you go through it, mm-hmm. but it's not all doom and gloom. And there is an end. You can get to the end. And unfortunately, sometimes you've got to through it, got to go go through a bit to get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so, I'm glad. I- had you on and I'll have you on again too because we'll we're always doing updates so this is great yeah yeah um I, I do like like I, said, I do like talking to you and I, and I was talking to people today that I was going to do it and and then um, and and, and, I, and I was on about your accent I was, oh she's got a quite a quite a strong American accent but I think she is from over here I, I think she or she's visited over here, York I think you've been to York and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah I do remember mm-hmm. you telling me you've been to York and stuff like that um so yeah um it's it's always good to come on here and it's nice to sort of speak to you because it's it's great to get your perspective especially with new topics as well and new things that are going on because i like because at the end of you are on the other side of the world and Mm -hmm. you are a completely different civilized different civilizations over here so um so to speak (laughs) yeah if you get what i mean um and it's nice to hear what's going on over here and how you guys deal with things that we're going on over here. So it is different, but it's, it's good to have that perspective and listen to it. 
So mm-hmm. even though I've probably done most of the talking. <laughs> no, I think it's great. I, I, I could listen to you talk all day. I love your accent. So. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, uh, don't jump off. Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here in the future with Baby Walker from Dobby, England. And we will have him back on as well as other exciting guests. Thank you again, Dave. No problem. Thank you very much.